take a few minutes to talk about something that's very, very near and dear to my heart <clears throat> in addressing this issue of conflict. Uh, conflict is that, that arises from being Catholic. And that's the short title. The longer title of something like this would have to be the conflict of being Catholic in the Deep South Bible Belt. Now, I'm not I'm not throwing stones at the Deep South. I'm not throwing stones at the Bible Belt. But just bear with me a few minutes and listen to what I'm talking about. At our Bible study the other night, we were studying the, the part of Acts where Paul and Barnabas had gone out on their missionary trip and they were converting a lot of uh, pagans and Jews for that matter. People were coming to Christ as a result of the preaching of, of Paul and Barnabas. And at one point the Jews got terribly upset and they took Paul outside the city and they thought that they had stoned him to death. And uh, the Jews came there from Antioch and Iconium and having persuaded the people, this is in Acts chapter 14, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city, and on the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. When they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. Uh, some translations will say persecutions, through many persecutions. Others say tribulations. Either, either way, through many conflicts. Through many conflicts, we must enter the kingdom of God. The world hates us, people. The world hates any Christian that dares to live as a Christian. We can water down what the Bible teaches. We can water down what Jesus taught. We can water down what the apostles taught and live in a way that the world around us isn't bothered by the way we live. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to live radically Christian lives. And the reason the world hates us is because the world itself is diabolically, satanically opposed to the principles, to the precepts, to the very reality of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, we accept that. Jesus came to save the to save the world. 
And, I mean, right from the very beginning, Satan was on his case. And Satan is going to be on our case. And if they've done to him referring to himself as the green tree, he said at one, on one occasion, if they've done this to the green tree, just think about what they're going to do to the, to the dry tree. And uh, I see an allusion there to the early church and the end times church. I don't know if that's an accurate interpretation or not, but it's definitely an allusion in my mind to the early church and the end times church. Now, we expect persecution from the world. We expect tribulation coming from the world. We expect opposition coming from the world. That's a gift. If you're a Catholic, if you're a Catholic believer in the Deep South Bible Belt, you're going to incur opposition from fundamental evangelical Christians. Plain and simple. Expect it. It happens all the time. Why? Because there are branches of fundamental evangelical Christianity that do not believe that Catholic Christians are Christians or that Catholics, the Catholic Church is a Christian church. And you know, we just recently encountered some of that again. It's one of the reasons why I was really not fond of the idea of moving back to the Deep South Bible Belt. And, you know, that's a long story, and I'll, I'll, I'll communicate some of that later. But uh, when I was first becoming a, quote, closet Catholic, Shirley and I lived in uh, northwestern New Jersey. And uh, there's a Catholic church on every corner. Walk into the public library and go into the religious section, and the the half or more than half of the books on the shelves were written by Catholic authors. So it was really easy in that environment to begin to embrace the Catholic faith. And I honestly did not. That was one of the reasons why I did not want to return to the Deep South Bible Belt, because I, I was part of that fundamental evangelical hostility toward the Catholic Church before the blinders fell off. And another but I'm area, here. though, that is much more intimately personal, and it's the conflict that comes right here within myself. My own conflict of being all that I can be, not a better version of David, uh, there's more to it than that. It's about discovering Jesus. It's about incorporating the life of Christ into this human life that I'm physically living today. And one of the things that, that has helped me in this journey, in that process of discovery, in that process of, of going 
as deep as I can beneath the surface of the river of grace that flows from the throne of God has been through discovering and, and implementing what St. Benedict taught to his monks in the 6th century. St. Benedict lived in the last part of the 5th century and up until about the middle, just past the middle of the 6th, 6th century. And his work, through his work, he left behind a lot of monks, a lot of monasteries, and a little book called The Rule of St. Benedict, where he, he lays out in very simple fashion, not just for the monk living in the monastery, but in very simple fashion, how we, as Christians living in the world, should structure and order our lives and the principles that we live by in order to be genuinely Christian in our relationship with Jesus, in our relationship with one another. And the, the difference is that outside of the monastery, we live out the principles of the rule of St. Benedict with our families and with our churches that we're part of. It's a struggle. It doesn't get any easier. Every day is a challenge because I always have the option to pick up parts of the old man that I've been trying to lay down all along. The devil wants me to revert to my other nature, that nature that I inherited from Adam and Eve, that nature that kept me in so much trouble for so much of my life. The devil wants me to pick that nature up again. He wants me to shovel the dirt off of the top of it and let it crawl up out of the grave. But, you know, I, I never found a, a time in my life that was, uh, was honestly uh, rewarding, fruitful, peaceful, when I was living, ruled by that old nature. And the rule of St. Benedict helps me keep that old nature in check. And, you know, things like when I, I opened it up this morning here just for a minute and, and looked in, just looked at it. What did it, the first thing that popped up? Renounce yourself. Renounce yourself in order to follow Christ. That's hard to do. Renounce myself? I want to promote myself. My old nature wants to promote me. Discipline your body. Discipline my body? No. Do not pamper yourself. But love fasting. Discipline your body. Do not pamper yourself, but love fasting. And on and on and on. Things like that, which all solidly biblical principles that help me to continue to grow deeper, go deeper beneath the surface of the river of life, the river of grace that flows from the throne of God. 
through Jesus. So that's the conflict. And it's every day. It's an everyday conflict. And the world is in my face every day. And if the world is getting more and more in our face every day. If you've not noticed, pay attention to what's going on in the world. The persecutions that are taking place. The immorality that's beginning to become so accepted that even to talk about morality itself is seen as an evil. In this country, in this country, and we've got the world in our face. Here in the Deep South Bible Belt, from time to time, and that time to time is honestly too often. We as, as Catholic Christians have fundamental evangelicals in our face. And by the way, let me say this. If you are not a Catholic Christian, you have no right, no right to put down or speak against the Catholic faith because you don't understand, you don't know what we believe and what we teach in regard to the gospel of Jesus Christ and the necessity that all men have to be saved. So just stop it. And instead of attacking us, stand shoulder to shoulder with us because the devil's coming after all of us. He's coming after Catholics. He's coming after Protestants. He's coming after Protestants of every denominational stripe and every non-denominational stripe. And if we don't stand together as one body, which we are, in Jesus' eyes, in God's eyes, the church is one. One holy, Catholic, and apostolic, the creed says. St. Benedict, I'm going to let him have the last word about this. He says, St. Benedict, in chapter 4, verse 20 of the Rule of St. Benedict. Great little book. Get you one. I think you can buy one of these for about $3. Your way of acting should be different from the world's way. The love of Christ must come before all else. Do not, you're not to act in anger. You're not to nurse a grudge. Rid your heart of all deceit. And this is a tough one. If, as, as if those are not tough ones. Never give a hollow greeting of peace. Friends, it's not a hollow greeting of peace when I say to you, the peace of the Lord be with you.